So Aerosmith tickets start at just $875 a pop. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast WBECS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's Big Mike. It's Friday night. You know what that means. It's Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats coming at you. We got a whole lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Hey, did anybody see that fight? That Well, wait, it was a NASCAR race. <laughs> we got baseball. We got Subway Slam will join us with a new list. Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. We got an Aerosmith album. So you're wanted dead or alive to listen to Warm Beer and Cheap Seats tonight. Casey, take it away. My name's Casey, and I enjoy eating food out of a bucket. Um, this is WBCS. It's good to be here back Friday live. Live and in person, and wow. It's good to see everyone. Sweet Melissa, timely, timely, talking about Aerosmith, and just so happened to be the rock roll retrospective. It, it was like a, a Vulcan mind meld somehow. $800. What, what, what did the tickets start at? Eight. 75. 8.75. Yeah. A little steep. Well, it sounds like I'm watching a little YouTube bootleg. Uh-huh. I've seen wow. them before. I've seen them on two. two uh, wait, I saw them on uh, the Get a Grip tour, and I saw them on the Nine Light. Yeah, I saw them twice. I saw them. And not for 8.75. No. Uh, definitely not. You know, and this is a shame. Like, people understand, like, they're. Talk to people that grew up in the set, like grew up in the seventies, that were like old enough to do shit, or even in the early eighties. You went to a concert almost every weekend because it's very cheap and affordable. You saw every freaking band. Can't yeah. do that anymore. Big Ed could probably tell you band after band where you're like, "Well, that's awesome," you know. Now the Springsteen was charging, and he's trying to be like a pass off he's a blue collar guy about the blue collar man and uh you, you gotta take out like a installment plan to go yeah. see him live yeah not very blue collar yeah not, not can i put this on layaway yeah i'll start paying now for my concert next year <laughs> ah jesus for well anyways payments of well, you know, to have that afterpay, you can do it in four installments, and you know, two fifty a pop. You know. Yeah, I, it just seems a bit much. Seems a bit much. Bit heavy. Hi, Big Ed. <laughs> Hi, guys. I mean, Nobody's if I was that working, good. I mean, yeah. if it's the original Zeppelin, the original Pink Floyd, something you know, like if you're in that genre. But he's, I mean, what, what, what if I was like a, a guy just working in the docks? You know. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, like you used to work on the docks, you know, yeah, what if like I Johnny, like, yes, you know? like Johnny. exactly, yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, he's like living on a prayer, you know, wow, exactly. Like you if know? he's halfway there, I don't know, oh, he's on a prayer, yeah, yeah that's right. Man, please don't be- take my whatever you do, don't take my hand, please, because yeah. I'm gonna let go, uh. It's going to be a long night for somebody later. Sure is. Yeah. You know what? It was funny. I was, uh, because you kind of alluded to a Bon Jovi song and mm. 
when Aerosmith recorded Pump, and this is just a little teaser for Big Ed's uh, Rock and Roll Retrospective. Very excited. They had no, no idea that Bon Jovi had just recorded Slippery When Wet Yep. prior to them huh. going in and doing Pump in the same studio and producer. Okay, I mixed oh, really? them up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This All guy did three in a row with the Aerosmith. He's the one that put them back on the map. Anyway, oh, I digress. Yeah. All right. We'll pick this up in an hour. Very good. I like that. at nine thirty three. That's that's the teaser, folks. So that's stay a tuned. fucking teaser. Because nice. these guys did not work on a dock, and they did not say "take my hand." No, they sure no. didn't. No, and they didn't uh, just use someone's Go last ahead. name. You know, <laughs> yeah, for a band. Yeah, Tyler. I feel his last name is Talrico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Talricos. <laughs> you would expect a bunch of fucking wops, you know, sitting there with like uh, doo wopping out there, you know. Oh, uh, you know, sweet that's emotion you don't see on a doo You know, guys around a uh, little hobo fire just <laughs> doing a little doo wop, you know. Yeah, splitting a forty between five guys. It's <laughs> yeah, we got really uh, nothing the other night, you know. Yeah, we we split a forty. And, smoked hey, did, the, and we smoked the back of Marlboro's. So did you guys see that clip I sent you? Just a little quick baseball talk. Uh, first off, Rays, first team to 30 wins. And also, if anyone's tracking the Oakland Athletics, they're pacing 33 wins. If you're the 1962 Mets, chill the champagne. Yeah. Off the fucking hook this year. Ed Cranepool's going to have a party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I, real quick, because you brought up the Rays, I was sitting yeah. – uh, Running some errands, I stopped and like, you know what? I I wanted Outback, so I stopped at the Outback at the local. Yep. And they had sports, the sports heads on, and and like people are still obsessed with the fucking Yankees, like they're this an elitist team. They are not. No. They're twenty one and seventeen, but they're saying, but but if they were in the Central, they'd be in first place. But I'm like, but they're not. They're, they're not. in last fucking no. place. The Rays are thirty. Like they, they, I'm like, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The Rays, thirty and nine, is uh, amazing. Hit. They got look, look at their pitching. I mean, just consistent hitting. They're just playing ball. They're getting men on base. Ball. They're That's having it. fun. Fundamentals, yes. They're having fun. They trust each other. Everyone knows their role, and they execute. It's, it's team sport. That's what you do. Yeah. Now, uh, now, now here, here's the other thing. Did you guys see the clip I sent you of a uh, former Ray? Uh, Mike Zanino, little uh, West Palm guy. Uh, when did you send that? I, I sent it earlier this week. I, he did. Casey did send it. Um, Mike Zanino's playing with the Cleveland Guardians as catcher. Uh, he's got a strong yeah, arm. Yeah, I, I think. And, uh, I know what you alluded to. And, and Badu of the Tigers found out yes. how strong of his arm was because he tried to steal second, and that ball, when he threw it to second. Yes. <laughs> I had, right. a, I had a slow mo it a couple here, times. Here it, realized, is, here it is. We're watching it live right now. And it hit him right in the badick. <laughs> as, as Big Ed would say, right in the pills. Yes, he got hit right in the pills. And, and the best part, like, they're like, uh, when you hear the commentators, like, oh, he doubled over. Maybe he pulled a muscle. And then no. yeah. you go the replay, they're like, oh, oh. You know, like, oh, boy. And then they're like, and then, you know, the ball. Bounces off his pills right into the, <laughs> the glove hand of the second baseman, tagged and out. Oh, with 
a bruised dick. I mean, listen, that ball hit him so hard in the groin without prejudice. I mean, nothing stopped it. Uh, definitely, no. not a, definitely not a cup. <laughs> no, it just got it's. It spread it out. It just spread the pain. <laughs> it, it is the fun. It is dead in the blow. I guess a cup is like a dead, like the opposite of a dead blow. It's not a direct hit, but it, you're definitely feeling the impact of what's hitting you. It just spreads the pain. Yes. Now that one was direct. That was a kill shot. <laughs> right to the old. You, could, you couldn't orchestrate that one any any better. I would sign that guy to a long term contract just on principle. I'm like that guy's got it. I mean, pinpoint accuracy is a catcher. He threw him out. Sure did, didn't he? You got to love Zanino. He's going to strike out 462 times and 35 at-bats, but, boy, he's going to nail someone right in the nuts. Got to love it. Pow. Yeah, right in the kisser. (laughs) And then (laughs) how about NASCAR last weekend? It was a very good race. Yes. Very good. A lot of lead changes. And these were lead changes on the track at the start finish line, not lead changes because of pit stops. Denny Hamlin gets uh, old Kyle Larson, gives him the old, I wouldn't call it a dump, but got, you know, got into him. Moved, came, uh, moved him. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Excuse me. But, but you through. know what? He took that car and he, he wrestled it back on the track without taking out the field. No, that, no, that's the Larson difference between Larson and, and oh. you know hitting uh, one of the other clowns. Uh, Larson and he took it. He took it with uh, with stride after the race. Casey and I were discussing that in the pre-show dinner meeting. Um, Larson's like, yeah, uh, he moved me and he got by me, and yeah, I was a little loose anyhow. I don't think I could have held it. So, and he, do you think? Uh, Denny Hamlin is the new Kyle Busch. Did you hear the booze that he got after the race? No, he, it wasn't really blatant. He just kind of, it was a, a very, it wasn't, a, it was assertive. No, but De- I think Denny gets the uh, Kyle Busch heat now. He like, does. Kind of the heat that Kyle Busch. I had. agree with that. that that's kind of what I'm alluding to. He's going to, he's going to catch the heat that Kyle Busch used to catch. So. That's fine. If you're Denny, lean into it. I would too. I was. You took the words out of my mouth. That people people are making noise in the stands. Okay, cool. They don't like me. Awesome. I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be the black hat then. Yeah. I'm gonna play right into it. That that's how I would look at it. He did, didn't he? Though. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's fine with it. Like he he deals he with the fine. I would smile too. I just want to race. I get paid. Yeah, I mean, he he punched his card to the uh, you know the, the championship playoffs, so to go to the play he, the fine. playoffs. Yes, just keep plugging along. Then afterwards, oh yeah, this is where it gets good. Well, first l- let me let me do that. Let me touch on this. Mm. What the fucks up with Noah Gregson's hair? He got a bowl cut. I heard that was due to a bet that he lost with Austin Dillon. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, don't bet a guy with his eyes are too close together. Like like a Kroger (laughs) animated person. Yes. So his eyes are as close together as the kid in Deliverance with the banjo watching you go by on the raft. He's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think he doesn't see you. He does. 
Yeah. So he got a bowl cut. And then he confronted. He had a bowl cut. He used to have like somewhat long hair. And I guess whatever the bet, I don't know what the bet was with Austin Dillon. Whatever the bet was, great Noah Gregson lost. Bowl cut city. And it, it wow. I was bowl like, cut city. I was like, wow. Man. I'm opening a chain of barbershops. <laughs> Called Bowl Cut City. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Bowl, bowl cut, cut City. <laughs> what kind of haircut do you want? That's right. It's a bowl, bowl. cut. <laughs> Every haircut. Hey, can I get a flat top? No, you're getting a bowl cut. You're like, like, no problem. Hey, Hey, that looks like a bowl cut. (laughs) It is. It can be called Bowl Cut City BYOB. Bring your own bowl. Yeah. Bring your own bowl. So Noah Gregson confronts Ross Chastain for an on-track incident. For an on-track incident where Chastain never touched Noah Gregson. Never touched him. Gregson got his car pushed up and ended up in the wall. Yeah. So Chastain, maybe, did did he squeeze him a little bit? Maybe a little bit, but not that much. Probably so very little. There is still daylight between Gregson's car and the wall. Gregson just found his way to the wall. And he proceeded to have a very lively conversation with Ross, even grabbing Ross by his fire suit. Sure did. And very aggressively. Very aggressively and started shaking him. And Ross Chastain said, stop it like two times to tell yeah, him, he, stop, then he, then stop. He him. And then he decked him. But Ross Chastain, that boy's been in some fights. I'm going to tell you that right now because he did grab Noah Gregson's right arm. So sure he couldn't, Gregson couldn't throw a punch. And then wapow. Yeah, he came in. I mean, that was about as nice as a cross. I mean, that was, that was a textbook cross. He landed on him. So solid. That kid, that kid's been in a scrap or two in his time. Yeah. Um, I think he sent like, I think that sent a, uh, all points bulletin to the field. Mm-hmm. Chastain's going to, you get you get shitty with him, he has no problem getting right back at you, and he'll use his fist. Listen, I, I was watching something with Kyle Petty. I did too. I think is it the one that Kyle was talking about? The, Why get off, from, get off, get Ross off Ross Chastain's back? I I loved it because I, I did too. Because Kyle's like, look, I, I was a racer and I raced with all these guys, but he's like, I, I was a different type of racer. I I didn't have that type of killer mentality or whatever uh you know and kyle's pretty honest about himself and has that and he said, said it in in, in the, but in he the said piece. like he's like he is like uh like a richard petty like a dale earnhardt yeah like a kale yarborough yeah he's going for the win kyle said this i was like he kyle said no is there to take your trophy and to take your money and he goes I don't have a problem with that, and you shouldn't have a problem with that. And I yeah. said, yes, Kyle, I agree. Yeah. Because, yeah, the guy's there to race. He's not there to make friends. He's not there to, hey, everybody. I mean, the they were saying they're good friends anyway. I'm sure they're over it. Well, I'm sure they are. I mean, it's – it's You know, they want to make a you know a drama out of it, but it's just adrenaline after a race. It, it is. Adrenaline, up. correct. What if it was staged? 
I don't think so. No, no, no. No, definitely. I don't think so. I'm just messing around. Some Oscars going around if that was staged. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That big tank. Do you know who I really? Yeah. (laughs) Who I called? Who I said had a bowl cut was Dominic Mysterio. He has a bowl cut and. He does have a bad haircut. But and it's a bad bowl cut. Do you think it's an on-purpose bad haircut? They're like, hey, Dominic, for your character, we, you need to have a shitty haircut. He has a mullet, too. Well, yeah. I think he's trying to grow out his hair. I, I don't know what, what they're doing with him. It looks like a child cut his bangs. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe his mommy did that. <laughs> Come here, honey. Oh, they yeah. celebrated Mother's Day, Mommy's Day. In Mexico. Yeah. They did. There was Mexican Mother's Day was during the week. But there was a picture. There's a different Mother's Day in Mexico? I didn't know either. Yeah, it might be on set on a set specific day, but it was during the week. So Mexican's Mother's Day. Yes, and Dominic Mysterio on his Twitter was wishing (laughs) Rhea Ripley happy Mother's Day. It's weird because that's not his mom. (laughs) No, not his mom. And she doesn't have children as far as I know. Correct. It's. Now they're they're just making it really weird all together. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Though I I did watch the uh, I don't know any of you guys watched the uh, that pay per view backlash. I watched. Gotta love the the crowd. Puerto Rico brought it. Dude. Puerto Rico did bring it. They were into it. Was awesome. I didn't. You know. They counted. They they counted for every like punch. Yeah. They they can, when they went for the count, you know. I wish pinfall. I knew Spanish because they had some crazy. Oh, they were chanting some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, All right, this is probably not favorable for someone. That's probably where they're chanting. I wonder Spanish. if you know what I thought about while I was watching the pay per view. Yeah. I'm like, what if they're chanting something nasty in Spanish and none of us know it? I guarantee they were. Yeah. <laughs> Like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I don't know what they're saying. It, it was a fun pay-per-view for sure. I thought it was well done. Yeah. That, great crowd. Yeah. I always like when the crowd's into it because that's half the fun. Half the fun. Got to get a little round rowdy. Kind of like a, it was like a NASCAR event. Like Ross Chastain just punched someone. <laughs> the crowd was reacting the same Correct. way. Correct. Yeah, they, they were reacting to the energy. Yes, I man, I mean, he just—it was textbook that pun. I'm telling, like I said, <laughs> he's pretty solid. After, after I saw him, like, yeah, he's done that a time or two. That's not a first time. Well, yeah, Chast- Chastain put a lot of people on notice. Yeah, he did put him on notice. That's a good he's old Florida boy. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's from yeah. Alva, Florida. His family, where ha- Alva, farmers. yeah, farmers. they're farmers. They're, they grow watermelons. Yeah, Alva's know. like south. That's like south of Sarasota. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever had the harvest watermelon. That's the hardest day of your life. Uh, no, I've, I've, I've done it before. You've harvested. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those fuckers look heavy. <laughs> well, try to lift like a couple thousand and just keep tossing them in the truck all day nope yeah did you do this on purpose yeah i knew someone had a farm and okay i was kind of hired in and all right so you run a little trailer that goes through in between the beds you have someone in the trailer that's catching you have someone so you're tossing this 
cutting, cutting them cut from, from the, the vine, vine, and then you toss up. Wow, that, and that's what you do. You just go down the line. You just there's some coordination to all this. Uh, yes, and, and once you get in the groove, you can get a lot done. But man, how much did you hurt that night? Oh man, I slept like I was in a coma. <laughs> Were there and, any? And I, and I was pretty young. I was probably like twenty or twenty-one at the time. So I was. Was there any dropped fruit that day? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I you know, um, I, I think we did good not damaging the product. You know, um, but um, yeah. Listen, that's that's hard, that's hard work. work yeah. That's where Chastain's came from. Yes. So again, every uh, everybody in the garage on notice. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, bales. That sucks too. <laughs> yeah, good call, JLo. On the message board there. Um, Are you guys watching wrestling? Yes. Yeah, we got it. Uh, right, kind of in the background. I just put it on. Yeah, this guy they just called up, Cameron Grimes, uh, is from NXT, and I, I think he's going to do pretty good. And he just pinned. Mm. Corbin, we'll call Corbin him Corbin Burnson. Yeah, what the hell is his name now? No, Baron Corbin. Happy Corbin, sad Corbin. Loser Corbin. Yeah. They just jobbed him out. I don't know what's going on. I mean, he was, uh, I think he, he held like a belt at some type. Yeah, but they just jobbed him out. They, they, that, 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 wow. Well, he must have really effed up and they're like you're gonna pay your dues you're gonna pay your dues you're gonna eat you're gonna eat that uh crap sandwich for a while well remember who's back partially maybe um i don't know who uh what's his name mcmahon oh yeah well i yeah i don't i don't know i don't know if it had anything to do with vince how about this how about the blood in the cody rhodes somebody uh, well match I, I heard Where Brock Lesnar that was approved because they don't like that. They don't like it. They, the but old school is called getting color. color. Yeah, they just did it tonight. I bet that because good. that was pretty. That I was like, that was wow. Nice. This is like old school wrestling, dude. Yeah. Well, then they zoomed in. They re-showed it, and you could see him doing it. It looked, it himself. Look, it looked like he. I don't know. Maybe he did hit the turnbuckle right, but uh, he, it sure did look like he bladed himself. It bladed himself in a slow mo. I mean, pretty slick with <laughs> the like, yeah. Now I've watched some on YouTube, and I, I I apologize. I don't know the YouTuber's channel, but he has like top ten. Oh, they took it whatever. out that time. Top ten, you, you name it, and he he had like a top ten, you know. And it's all pro wrestling, uh, wrestlers blading themselves. They, oh, it, and it was, what was cool is he showed you how the ref would pass the blade off to the wrestler who was going to blade himself. Oh, wow. So it, it kind of, again, peeked behind the curtain. Yeah. He had, didn't he have like a sweatband or something on his wrist? Well, I met a guy this week that worked out in the. Uh, yeah, well, he's got certain type of gloves he wears, the the kind of from the mixed martial arts. So you know, 
possibly could have hit there. Could, could have sure. slipped, uh, you know, s- slid to him at some point. Or he... did you see though? They just edited it out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I met a guy that worked at the uh, NXT Performance Center. Really, did a tryout. What kind of really? What what kind yeah, of stories he, did he tell? Uh, he's like, listen. He's like, the hardest day of his life was learning how to take a bump and just a fall. Bump? A bump. Yep. That, that means getting hit oh. and you got to fall onto the mat. Not cocaine. No, no that's something completely. That's different. a different bump. Yes. Sweet Melissa. Nope. Nope. A wrestling bump. We're yeah. talking wrestling, and it, it was uh, it was very insightful, and, and it was from what I've understood from you know talking to other people. Uh, you got to learn how to fall because it it hurts. Oh no doubt. And he's like, "That's all you did the first day. That's all you did. You just got knocked in your ass all day." He said it was insane. And he was in kind of decent shape, but. Um, and I think they do that to start weeding out yes, the people who don't have the heart to be there. For sure. You, you need to have heart. Yeah, and he's like, they, he got he got actually recruited. Uh, they saw him on social media. They thought he was interesting. Uh, and so he got invited. It's a three-day tryout. They do. How many other... Uh, he's like half the people were... left like on day one. Really? Yeah. They're like this shit. Huh. I can't do it. Huh. Yeah. Too intense. Too intense. Uh, you know, some people just probably don't realize how long the grind is. You know, once you make it to NXT, you, you don't know how long you're going to be there. No. And the money's not in being in NXT and you know, everyone's in a different spot and, but it takes a while, but he said there. This was like three years ago, and he's like, there are guys still, uh, you know, grinding it out in NXT. That he was, uh, that he yep. was recruited with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to blow up his spot and you know say who he is, but I can tell you after the show. It's a after secret. the show. Yeah. Oh, look, they're remaking this film. What? Oh, white this man is the can- white man can do. Yeah, that's a bad idea. That's that was a, such an iconic movie. Very yeah. good movie. I, I, don't, I don't understand why you take a movie that made sense, leave it alone, and then you got to remake it like that. I don't know. That, that again, well, there, there's a writer's strike still in Hollywood. Yes, they're still on strike. Uh, I heard there was some I, – I did not get a chance to click on it, but I did see uh, when I was at work, when I should have been working today, and I took a few minutes to check the news, that there were some very um, – creative picket signs oh, that, really? that, that the writers had. So oh, really? I should have done my due diligence and, and looked into that, but, uh, your the, conscience no, uh, my, my, I had to go back to work and do what they pay me to do right. yeah. so that I so keep annoying. a job until this, this rocket takes off. I want to look at picket signs now. Well, we, we, we did do this week. We started a new show that the writer strike isn't going to involve right now. It was uh, so Bup- Bupkiss. It's uh, Pete Davidson's new show and, you know, streaming on uh, Peacock. But. So the show's based, this is show about Pete Davidson. Short, How, is it loosely sorta. based on his life or is it all fiction? 
Do we know this or no? I, I would say it's fiction. Maybe there's some look in, in, in the secret sauce of comedy is exaggeration. Sure. Uh, so m- maybe there's an element of truth somewhere. Um, but it's de- been... definitely backgrounds of his life. You know, they mentioned, yeah. you know, his dad dies. That's uh, what I think the, the, you know, the story, you know, be. growing up in Staten Island and you know, that whole thing. Um, he lived at home for a long time. So just basically the, the basic premise and then they, and then they, have the rest Cause of he system. plays himself. Correct. But you know, uh, look for, first off the, the grandpa's played by Joe Pesci. Name me. Name me anything that that's not good with Joe Pesci. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And then and, who's my girl again? Well, Edie Falco. Yeah, I love her. She's a great actress. She's great. She plays the mom. Uh, there's some great guest stars so far. There have been Steve Buscemi. Another good actor. I, um, I enjoy his work. Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to forget his name. He played the... Older brother and everyone loves Raymond. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit. And then, um, oh, who was the? And then he was this other guy played his uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good too. Hey Casey, is that Bobby? What, what show Conneville? are you talking about? Yes. Yes. It's called Buckus. Buckus. It is. It's it's it, yeah. It's it's really funny. We're only two episodes in. I think what, there's only eight. What what is it stream on? It, it's on Peacock. It, oh, so and so and good. Pete Davidson writes and he's producing it. And I, I got to say, it's by far the best work he's done. Because you'd always wonder on SNL what the hell he was doing there. Right. Half the time he looked yep. like he was kind of bored or like looking to like. Do I need to be in the sketch? <laughs> um, I, I I think this might be like a yeah a career, career he lasted that long. Well, look, this I think this could. Well, look, sometimes um, Lauren Michaels sees talent. It, SNL is a weird animal. I mean, um, who, who's the comic that we like? Uh, he, Big Ed, help me out. The the guy that you've seen with uh, Jimmy Mike. Uh, Atel, David Tell. Oh, David Tell. David Tell was on SNL. But yeah, he, he, he is he extremely he funny. He's, he's probably he's too, extremely funny. He's too but, out there for SNL. Right. He he didn't fit, and I, I think he only did one season. And he was there as a writer, not as a performer. Um, Bob Odenkirk kind of happened that way. Larry David had a very short run on SNL. But you, sometimes you get brilliant guys. Uh, Lorne Michael kept uh pete davidson around for a while for for a reason you know i i i think for this show you're gonna see why like he is funny i i think uh you know i i don't think he was a right for for snl and snl is just a different animal and i i think right now where snl is going anyways i think uh yeah they're going in a direction that no one get offended by this, but I think more to like the um, theater nerd or something like that. Hmm. Case, know. ask me who narrates the beginning of Buck Kiss. I, I don't know. Lauren Michaels. Oh, oh, that that's, oh, the, oh okay. I uh, had to do some research after we watched. I, I thought you were misunderstood the uh, statement there. Sorry. 
Yeah, I'll have to listen again. Maybe I'll recognize the voice. But yeah, he just does the the. I opening. thought it had to be him, and then I had to Google it. But he tells you the definition of bupkis right there. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty good. At the, if we're only two episodes in, that's a quickie. Hey, look, to, you know what's nice? It's, it's on, like 24 minutes. That's perfect. Like there's so many shows that we're trying to watch and they're like, oh, this episode's going to be an hour and 12 minutes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Hey, everyone suffers from fucking, um, I, I don't know, the 40-year-old the virgin director, writer guy. Like, oh, we got to make everything a fucking epic thing. Like, a comedy movie is like three and a half hours. I'm like, fucking Scorsese make this? Or Scorsese? As it was. Does it need to be that long? No, it could be an hour and a half. and should be no more than an hour and a half comedy. But this show, even and though Scorsese it's short, can trim down some of his movies. You feel like you watch good content. Like, it doesn't feel that short. Right, there, there's not wasted time in the yes, in the show. No, 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 no. Casey, have you watched Growing Belushi? No, but you know, I it just you, I kind of got hooked on it. I, I yeah, nothing on. I'm like, uh, really, Jim? I, I never was. I, I always thought he was like trying to coattail his brother, but he's really tried to forge his own thing, and I kind of respect that. Dude, you, no, should no, no. See, he, you should see the weed they're growing. Jesus Christ! He'd be like, "Look at them fucking buds. They're yeah, beautiful. They're so they're so beautiful." I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm in a, <laughs> involved with the FAA, so I could only think, you know." Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jim, Jim was put in a tough spot. I mean, very, very much so. It wasn't even his call. Just people assume like, "Oh, that's you know, you're just trying to be your brother," and he's just like, he's trying to be himself, and I mean. He always says, look, I'm not Jim. Not, you know, yeah, I right. mean, I'm Jim. I'm not John. I mean, John was... Larger they had an I. episode last night where they went to Albania. That's where they're from. And I, yep. I only knew that because I think there was a skit on SNL. And yes. uh, so they go back to their, their home village. The mayor invites them. And, you know, the prime minister so the, invites they're not, them. To, they're not originally from there. It's their family. Their families from there. right, right. They're second generation, you know, Americans. American. But but they have very strong. They've always had strong ties to where they are from. They've gone back. Like when they went back, people knew them, you know. But the prime minister invited them over because they went from a hellish regime for fifty years with a psycho yep. uh, communist leader to. A guy who's you know more progressive in, in Albanian standards, but wants to legalize the the marijuana first medicinally because he goes there's there's no reason for us to be locking people up for this you know I mean even even a country with with old old school thinking you know is is opening their eyes. It was an interesting episode out of out of them all that was probably more enlightening and, and educating at the same time. Well, they were definitely a country that was probably even oh they they more, were more more hardline than the Soviets at the you know the most Soviet days. I mean, for being in the middle of Europe, they were like North Korea. They were isolated from the rest of the world. They did a good job of it. Yeah. Or they they the 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 dictator did. Yeah. Man, you should see the weed they're growing. Holy shit, they know what they're doing. And the guy that's, do you remember that show, According to Jim? Yes. 
I used to like that. I watched it. I like you know you and me. I like sitcoms. I'll I'll judge sure. him all day. And there was a guy on there. His it was his neighbor. He's on the show, Larry. Uh, you could go Google this guy's name. But right, right, right. He, he's a funny dude. He's I I don't think he was playing a bit on the show. That was like that's who he is. Oh right, right, right. He's a fucking character. But he's he's he plays to be like the dumb guy, but he makes. Everything I've watched, he's made very good business decisions for them. He kind of runs the farm when Jim's not around. Oh, really? He's that got same a big... guy? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. If you ever catch an episode, just just watch him. He's he's part he's part of the reason why I watched is to see what the fuck he's gonna do. Where is this now? I think Discovery, right? Uh, it's on History. It's on. Uh, oh, I think it it's on Thursday nights. Wednesday or Thursday nights. It's usually on my DVR when I get home from work on Wednesdays or Thursday. Yeah, Thursdays. Hmm. I usually have Thursday. I watch because I don't necessarily get up. I don't have to get up in the morning, but I do. You know, but, uh, I usually stay up a little late and watch uh, watch a couple of shows. You know, Ghosts. That fucking thing cracks me up too. Well, we were, uh, Sweet Melissa and I were watching this thing on uh, Marie Antoinette. It, it, I guess it's like a mini series that was like running on, who knows where, it, it was probably like a BBC and it was on PBS and, you know, where where it was at, like it was not near the French Revolution, but, um, you know, it was going to lead up to it eventually. And uh, I was just fine. Um, anything of monarchy of that time period very fascinating yeah you like that stuff yeah well there's a lot of things going on because you know uh the king was uh king louis the 16th um he and he was fairly young king um because I guess his dad died when he was pretty young when he took in Antoinette was uh, very young when, you know, they got married and uh, you know, with her uh, on the side, she's coming from the Austrian empire. So a lot of the French didn't trust her uh, cause the French weren't fans of the Austrians. The Austrians had a lot of influence over Europe at that time, the Habsburgs cause they were married into the Spanish. So two big Royal powers, and are married. And King Louis the Sixteenth then just comes out and says, you know what, I like this thing. This is America's doing. Overthrowing, you know, their colonial uh protectors and you know, which people are like, Whoa, dude, like <laughs> they're overthrowing like you know, in a way, like he almost like ordained, like, it's okay. You overthrow your overlords. And the Brits mm. were not happy with that. I mean, and it leads into these things of like when you look at history, it's not what happened, but why ha- why things what? happen. Mm-hmm. When French, when France implodes on itself with its own revolution, and they overthrow Louis the Sixteenth, and uh, all hell breaks loose with Robespierre, and you know the you know the the, the reign of terror. Well, every European power just comes in on France because they were upset because they're like a lot of the world's upset at uh, you know colonialism because the French said it's okay to rebel against it 
you know, to rebel against, uh, you know, re- your you colonial know. overlords. Yes. So, and then it leads into Napoleon, this whole other thing, but very, very fascinating, very fascinating time. Very fascinating time. And, and then the Russians, of course, are doing very Russian things. <laughs> Those silly Russians. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm sure this being a BBC, if it is a BBC production, I'm probably, I'm sure it's done very well. It's it's done very well. Um, you know, Marie Antoinette's a very uh, complicated Whore. character. Not, well, why, why I, Melissa? Why are you calling Marie Antoinette a whore? She liked to have lots of sex with lots of people. All right, that's cool. Well, that's what I gathered. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, sounds, I sounds like a hobby. Yeah, so, you know, ah. hobbies are good. Well, all right. So the the French were different. What they did was uh, and this had to go back to Louis the Fourteenth. So if you back up like almost a hundred years and go back to the Sun King, um, Louis the Fourteenth wanted to consolidate power with the monarch and the royals and all the, the little fiefdoms in France. Uh, everyone was kind of doing their own thing, and he summoned all the uh, royalty basically to court uh, to the palace of Versailles, which was away from Paris. So Paris was a problem. So just bring him to Versailles and they had to live there. And he created like him and his brother who was running the court of whatever at Versailles came up with these rules of engagement and how they address each other, whatever. And kind of, so it wasn't like, Hey motherfucker. Well, it was a way for the king to keep their, their dukes and the counts and all them. Keep everybody in line? Keep everyone in line. Everyone was there. But it was like, imagine was big... they kept it in the family. Was, but was imagine like Big the Brother. There. Uh, imagine Big Brother, but on a level of that's like, there's a couple hundred people and they lived on the premise. They didn't leave. They did not. You could not leave. You it had to stay there. Yeah, that well, that's how the French ran it for a couple hundred years. And again, to consolidate power, because the king was losing power there. And when King Louis the Fourteenth did that, he was able to consolidate power Is that and get when things done. No, no, no. That, that was happening with the royal families because of lineage and all that. I mean, oh, that's why the. Austrians started getting really jacked up. They were probably the worst ones oh. of the cousins and the cousins and the cousins. I was sort of joking. No, no, no. Like I only a little. I don't, I don't know if anyone's, you know, of any French lineage uh, royalty running around out there. There are royal families still out there. Sure there are. There, there's people who are descendants yeah, I mean, there are still royals. like that, that have still like titles running around out there in in Europe, you know, like Dutch and Austrian stuff like that. But you know, they I'm they the have Duke jobs. of bullshit. The Duke Big of Ed. <laughs> yeah, Big Ed. I don't. Know. It's uh, it, it's fa- I, I find that time frame fascinating. You you go through that. There's a lot of power struggle in that in that time frame. Yeah, and then it's the world a big chess game. It's a big chess game, and then the world changed real quick on them. It changed real quick on everybody, you know. And and for the French, it was more dynamic because they they were such op 
at the end, it ended up being such opposite spectrums because what happened by everyone being sequestered on Versailles, they became not in touch of what was happening in France. Mm. So when people were living in Paris was a horrible city to be in around 1770s, 1780s. I mean, you talk about slums, the worst of the worst. Hmm. So you talk about two opposite, like opulent wealth to having absolutely nothing. I mean, when they, when they stormed the Bastille, they just found dead people. There was no one to free. They died in there. No one, no one lived in the Bastille. They died. They died. They that's starved. shitty. Yeah. That, I mean, that's half of the, the thing. And that, that just enraged the people even more of they stormed the Bastille and then they found nothing. They found absolutely nothing but more just death in there. And that just turned the crowd even if, if they freed people, probably would have been a different emotion coming out of it. They found nothing. One would have to think yes. So, you know, that it just enraged anger. Um, you know, when that all started happening through France, it was all over but the crime at that point. Yeah. I want to let me ask you this. I want to hear more about Marie Antoinette banging a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah. Well, there were a couple people. Um, there was a, uh, I think her grandfather. She banged her grandfather? No, 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 no. There, there's a story. I'm trying to remember who Mike, it is. Take it easy, dude. Settle yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy's ready to fucking rip one. <laughs> they're, they're saying like uh, King Louis the Sixteenth was just uh, not interested in any type of marital affairs of sorts. Okay. So that was part of the problem. He was very aloof uh, person. Uh, Some claim to be a bit simple. Um, Mm. um, Wait, what? what? Just simple-minded. Yeah, he was like Simple Jack. Anyone remember Simple Jack? I don't remember Simple Jack. Who was Simple Jack? No, 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 Simple Jack. Uh, That's uh, not to be confused with Apple Jacks. No, the the he would have he would have been on the short bus. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. (laughs) It's Ben Stiller. Look up Ben Stiller and Simple Jack. Oh, he he rides an ass instead of like a you know a a Clydesdale or something of you know. Yeah. He rode a hedgehog. Uh, Poor hedgehog. You know, he he Louis the Sixteenth was like lectured by other monarchs on like, hey, you gotta get your shit together and they they had kids late though. And then there's rumored on, you know, were those her his kids with her, you know, mm. think of Game of Thrones. Exactly. You know, like yeah. the legitimacy of the, the crown and stuff like that. It did remind me of that actually quite a bit. Um so, you know, we, we, we don't know there, you know. Um, anyway, so she, she did what she did and she was stuck and she was stuck in this palace. And then she had a, a little building that she was basically stuck in. This sounds and, all and not were, fun. Uh, no, no, it was not uh, good to be. What good's ro- being royalty? It wasn't good to be royalty in France in that time either, you know. Hmm. 
But it is interesting. I like it because I'm a dum-dum when it comes to most history. But they, they, they were like um, a, a royal court that had more rules of engagements, like the prim and proper, um, like how you'd have to enter a room and how you'd have to act around people. They had more rules. rules. That, that's, that, that had to be very tiring. Well, that's how they were creating control. Mm -hmm. It just, just exhausting mm -hmm. for, for no doubt. No doubt. Yes. I'd be like, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm out. And, and, and in the meantime, <laughs> all this shit going on, they were like a world power, you know? Yes. You know, I mean, their Navy couldn't do shit, but you know, Britain was smart enough to stay off continental Europe for, for as, as my, everyone boasts as great, you know, British army was, they, they weren't going to go in continental Europe. British or the French would wipe them away. They don't get their uniforms dirty. They were nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, whoa, we just got this from dry cleaning. Yeah. This is just rest. Yeah. And they're and, and you know what's funny? It's not funny, but they they had rules for engaging the opponent. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, warfare was much different in that era. For sure. They're like, here we come. Well, no, they they had a, a field. They were meet in and. You knew up. you were getting shot at. Ready, aim, fire. You knew it was coming. So like, uh, and yep. you stood there. You didn't duck. <coughs> well, I mean, <coughs> pussy, right? What's that? Don't be, you know, vagina about it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to catch it with your tooth. That bullet. Tink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to can't take a little shot. You just made me think of Zorro. Like it always looked so pretty. Zorro. Zorro. Yeah, that's that's a that's Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Different continent. Well, yeah. I'm just talking about the pretty fighting. Pretty pretty fighting. fighting. Yeah, there you go. Probably what it's called. That's gonna be hashtag pretty hashtag. fighting. Yep. Oh God, what comes up for that? Yep. Bunch of naked women okay. probably. Oh. Yeah, that's like T Bone's daughter saying she was safe speeding. What is oh. safe speeding? <laughs> Please define. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, like, no, I was speeding, but it was safe speeding. And I'm like, what? We well, that's about? speeding with the crowd, probably. Oh, yeah. at speeding cautiously, speeding. Weren't we talking about T Bone and talking his way out of court? No, no, no. he don't talk his way out of court. He just says he just uh, never been there. You know. Right. Meanwhile, yeah, a there's a stack. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. So apples and trees. No. Well, they he pays his insurance and he pays their insurance, right, right, so right. he could still make the rules. Right. Safe speeding. Safe speeding. The yeah. T bone, the youngest, the youngest of the T bone offspring. That's, yeah. I was safe speeding, so it's okay. <laughs> I could see her saying that just like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then you, you, you captured it. I, I that, nailed it. That, that, that's, that's I nailed a, it. I nailed it. That's a good attempt, though. <laughs> oh, well, that's, like, that's like pretty fighting, you know? That's like, yeah, safe speeding, you know? <laughs> Phrases you'll hear nowhere else other than <laughs> warm beer in the cheap seats. Right. And Casey. 
if people wanted to email us, tweet us about our special sayings or any comments, they would do that in what manner? Well, you can reach us on Twitter at, at Beer Seats or you can email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com. And what if they wanted to listen to us on the radio? Well, hopefully you're hearing us so you can hear this, but you just. If not, ca- catch us on Naughty Radio. Ooh, I like that. Catch yes. us. Well done. Home, sure. of the, home of the captain. Home of the captain and the sea hack. Don't forget the, the sea hack. Cannot forget the sea hack. Yep. Yep. The one and the only. Yep. Have you met the Sea Hag in person? I have not. I'm supposed yeah. to maybe lunch on Sunday. I have to uh, try and coordinate that again. There you go. That would sound like fun. I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, uh, midway maybe in New Smyrna or something. That's right. Well, you got to get your uh, private jet from the uh, Montecito. Yeah, maybe to give uh, Fly Alliance a plug and let them uh, – Charter one of their Hawker 850s. Are we okay? Can we pull the Concord out of retirement? Yeah. Just dust that uh, off. I, I just take it for a quick spin. Yeah. I mean, Air France is sitting on them. They ain't doing anything. Sitting in a boneyard. They got a real pretty one at the Dulles Space Museum. At the uh, Udve. I don't know how to say that. Dude's I don't know how to say it either. But what I don't know its significance either. But that is probably the... The biggest space museum, or I should say aerospace, because they have a whole section that's just all rockets and they got a shuttle. I think the. They do. I want to say the Endeavor or the the, the last one to fly is now in Dulles. They used to have the Enterprise and uh, they took it out and they shipped it up to New York. I've been the Endeavor, and the Endeavor looks just like it did when it landed. It's got like the heat marks, a tile missing. It's very cool. Like this thing's no joke. I was in my office in Dallas. The thing come rolling by. It's like whoa. On the back of the seven forty seven, and then NASA came out and they built a rig right out of one of the ramps, and they they swapped them right there in the airfield outdoor. It was like hardcore. That is an awesome museum. I mean, they even have a whole section of MIGs. They do. They have the Enola Gaze there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. yep. I was in there with uh, a Long Island friend, and this guy's taking pictures in there. He's a Japanese guy, and he goes and he takes goes to take a picture of the Enola Gaze. He kind of his whole body kind of shivers for a second, like realizing, oh no, and he just turned and walked away from that one. Was that D. Snyder? Is that when you were with D. Snyder? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, uh, I was with uh, Clay. Oh, I, I thought I was it was D. Snyder because he's from Long Island. Yeah, well, I was. I am D. Snyder. Oh, okay. We had, oh, a, we had a whole discussion. Oh, it was me. Oh, okay. I, then I'm sorry. Then you were with Billy Joel. I was. I was. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I was back in the uh, Dulles Hotel days. Yes. That was a fun run. I think that 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 whole stint in Dulles took about ten years off the back end of me. Who knows? But hey, look on the upside; those are always the worst ten years. 
So, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, oh, yeah. that's that short my lifespan. I'm like, here, let me walk you through a nursing home yeah. and let me ask yeah. you, are those the years you're looking forward to? No. That's all right. Yeah, you know, sometimes, no you know, shaving a few years off or shaving off the years that you're not going to really look forward to. Right. Okay. Probably not bad. You can't shave off the middle years. Yeah. Yeah. The middle years are fine. It's the end. Yeah. You get rid of them. Oh, I, real cr- I, I, I crushed it in the middle years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no yeah, doubt. Then, then you're, you're not going to have any bad years. Then you're fine. You're good. Yeah. 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 Rest easy, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my. We'll, we'll do. That's the plan. Hey, you know, I sorry. I think Subway um, was supposed to join us tonight. You know what? He, I think he heard us talk about the Yankees in the beginning of the show. Maybe he's like, no. you think he got upset. He thinks we're going to load up on him. I'm not. I mean, I might just say, you know, there's still judge. Boy, he really hit a piercing grounder last night. It was quite impressive of how fast it went. He got caught in the infield. Mm-hmm. I think he's batting 268. Yeah, well, I mean, I, they're, well, they're, they're, I mean, he's probably the highest batting average on that team. Yeah, they were, they were pretty pathetic. DJ LeMayu, who should be their their most consistent bat, um, I, I think he just started hitting, but, I mean, I think he's batting like 240. I mean, they're – I mean, when they, they, hit, they hit the shit out of it, but they don't do it a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah. you can only bully teams so much, and then if you don't hit well, then well, that must be frustrating to have a team like the Rays come in there and just put on a, a clinic or just play fundamental ball, just simple shit. You know, yeah, uh, executing plays. They've been fun to watch, you know. It's and they're winning. So as a fan. You know that's fun. Winning is fun. Let's just let's say it. You know we've seen some yeah. shitty years. I've seen a lot of shit. I, can't, I was a fucking Met fan for you know for. You know I I've been in the Tropicana yeah. Field where uh, asshole Red Sox fans would take over and they'd be really shitty to us in our own stadium, and you know we were a sixty win team. There's not much we can do about it. No. I haven't seen too many Red Sox fans lately, which is nice. That's nice. That's always good. I- I'll tell you, though, uh, the Orioles, keep an eye on them. They ain't going to go away. That That's going to be a problem through the year for the Red yeah, that, I think that whole division is going to be just tough. Yeah. That, well, that, I mean, I mean, that sucks that the good. wild card will come out of there and whoever's in first place. Like, like if it was down to the end of the year, the uh, – the, uh, the central, the, the team central first place would not make it. Yeah, Yankees would get both spots, or yeah, you know, someone in the north in the east will. Right, right, right. But I, I, I think it's the only thing I like that they added to ball in the last twenty years was the wild card stuff. Sure, because yeah. you know, I mean, the playoffs—that's that's what it's about, you know. For sure. That's where the true grit is. And you, you see who's got it and who does it because it's a long season. Oh, yeah. A lot can happen. So hey. we're, not even, we're not even at an all-star break and it's getting nope. interesting. Well, we're uh, – I think we're at that time. Are we running up against that? Well, we're, 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 we're holding on. 
You're gonna hold on for. A few I, was, I was gonna get seconds. a water, but I'll just keep drinking coffee. Fuck it. Oh, there you go. Okay, let it rip. Big Ed's rock and roll retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Hey, so the next few weeks are gonna be really fun because Casey and I were talking about what the theme, or you know, with Naughty Radio, and I was talking about the uh, top twenty list that uh, the Subway presented and. When Led Zeppelin didn't make it, and the Aerosmith, I'm like, why don't we do a little segment, you know, where where these are the bands that didn't make it, you know? So I'm going to do Aerosmith Pump. This is, I threw an Aerosmith. I had an album. Casey goes, no, let's, the second coming of Aerosmith. So good call, Case. Aerosmith Pump, 1989. Pump is the 10th studio album by American rock band Aerosmith. Released September 12, 1989, Geffen Records, very hot at the time. The album peaked at number five on the U.S. charts, so certified uh, septuple platinum, being seven times in uh, 95. The album was recorded at the Little Mountain Sound in Vancouver from January to June of 1989. The album contains hit singles like Love in an Elevator, The Other Side, What It Takes, Jamie's Got a Gun, uh, Half of those are still staples on today's uh, classic rock format. They all entered the top 40 in the Hot 100 uh, with certified sales of 7 million copies in the U.S. to date. Actually, Toys in the Attic, if any, just like a little trivia, Toys in the Attic leads Aerosmith with 9 million and uh, the predecessor with 7 million. Uh, it produced a variety of successful firsts for the band, including their first Grammy for Jamie's Got a Gun, Love in an Elevator, become the first Daryl Smith song to hit number one on the mainstream rock track charts. Uh, the album's fourth best-selling album of the year, 1990, a very competitive year for music. The intention of the album was to utilize the rawness that had been glossed over for a commercial sound in permanent vacation. Joe Perry declares that... Uh, when we went down to do this album, we knew what we wanted. We wanted to strip off a little fat we felt on our last one. Perry also added, we didn't say we need a drug song or a child abuse song, but it just kind of happened organically and we used them. At the end of the day, we're not bound by any rules in this group. We just want to rock and roll in that they did. The album was well received by, uh, excuse me. The album was well received and Loudwire says it's best in my opinion. They ranked the album fourth in their ranking of Aerosmith studio albums and said Pump, like its multi-platinum predecessor, Permanent Vacation, unabashedly catered to the 80s hair metal trends with glossy mega productions like Love in an Elevator and Grammy-winning Jamie's Got a Gun. But it also did a commendable job of reviving the vintage Aerosmith style and loads of amazing hard rock tunes, which I, I don't think I could have summarized that album any better than those last 50 words. Uh, the album has sold over 7 million copies to date, like I said, in the U.S. alone. It went platinum in New Zealand, multi-platinum in the U.S., Australia, and Canada. Pump also went gold in the U.K. and Germany. Pump is 10 tracks, set, uh, 47 minutes, 44 seconds. Uh, Aerosmith, you had Steven, Steven Tyler, lead vocals, guitar, keyboard, harmonica. Joe Perry, guitar, second solo in Love in an Elevator, slide guitar, monkey on my back in backing vocals. Brad Whitford, very underrated guitarist, probably one of my favorites out there. He's lead guitar on Voodoo Medicine Man and the first solo in Love in an Elevator. Tommy Hamilton, bass guitar, backing vocals on Love in an Elevator. Joey Kramer on drums and Bruce Fairbairn, producer. He was the guy, he did uh, 
Get a Grip, this album, and uh, Permanent Vacation, the three that really solidified their status in rock and roll. Bob Dowd, back in vocals on Love in an Elevator. Catherine Epps spoke in English on uh, elevate, uh, Love in an Elevator. Then you got the Margarita Horns, uh, John Webster keyboards. And then uh, this guy, Randy Rain, includes Glass Harmonica, uh, a dulcimer, uh, a didgeridoo, just all these fucked up things I've never heard of. Excuse me, I don't know a better way to, the technical term for that. All right. The album wastes no time. It gets right into business with Young Lust. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, remember these. I remember these guys. The band is already firing an all eight. And it seems not to be, uh, seems to be not about Tyler in his 40s, but rather teenage boys and their lectures ogling of young girls. Hence, it's just about how teens are hormonal. The next song, Fine, F-I-N-E, Tyler explains that Fine is an acronym for fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Tom Hamilton lays down a bass track that is the glue for Whitford and Perry to jam over, while Tyler lays down some tongue-in-cheek metaphoric lyrics, and even Joe Perry says, going down in an elevator, loving an elevator. Tom Hamilton with the heavy hook again, Tyler doing what he does best, singing about banging broads and showing off. MTV helped these guys skyrocket into the charts. Brad Whitford does the first solo, and Perry comes back and finishes with the second solo. A solid effort. And a nice acapella at the end by the boys. Monkey on my back, a real rocking tune. Joe Perry wastes no time, and this is and this and plays a slide guitar, provides vocal assistance about this drug-induced past, and a lot of draw the line references. Very therapeutic for the band, I think. For the band to play this song live is really great. Walter's song slash Jamie's Got a Gun, a song about abuse, well-written and played out by the band. A lot of metaphors in this, and you do not have to be a genius to figure out the protagonist in this song was pushed to the point of no return, and the only recourse was doing something unexplainable, which would change lives forever. Dulcimer stops slash the other side. This is more of an old-school writing and playing. You listen to the lead of Brad Whitford, there's no mistaking what band this is. Joe Perry and Tom Hamilton slowly chanting the other side throughout Tom Hamilton with his body moving bass line that really fills up this up-tempoed rocker. My Girl, a real, face, a real fast-paced rocker. Tyler fires out lyrics faster than the band can play with them. Tyler cannot see and detain this girl, but, keep, but keeps going back for more. And did I say Joey Kramer, who next to Tom Hamilton just keeps the band in the pocket and crashing cymbals throughout his ear candy to me? Don't get mad, get even. Randy Rain gets credit for the opening rip on the didgeridoo. The band kicks, kicks in about a minute and six seconds, a sick way to look at a couple who are junkies and need to score and will do unspeakable things. The band harmonizing behind Tyler really makes a full sound. And Tyler's speaking in double entendres and metaphors like sleeping with the dogs, wake up with the fleas. No one does it better than Tyler. Voodoo, voodoo medicine man. The loud mouth organ is what opens this track, and when the band kicks in, it's all hell breaks loose. Tom Hamilton makes an inner dance. It makes my innards dance when his slides is fret with the bass. Brad Whitford takes over lead guitar duties and makes this a thriller. A real headbanger, and you can't help but scream with Tyler. Why I don't know it is infectious. Because Beget says so. What it takes. This song's about being jilted and all the things that used to matter no longer do. 
Again, Tom Hamilton and Joe Kramer keep these guys in the pocket, and Tyler sings about angst and Joe Perry playing a solo like he's playing through murky water all the way down to the last note where he bends for 20 seconds at a clip. This and the chorus make it sing while bending the chord. I got to say this album is a big part of my life in the day of the life of the Duke boy, Nessaquag. It was part of a morning routine with the OG Big Mike from Nessaquag. It would be coffee, bong hits, voodoo medicine man blasting from the Sermon Vegas in the morning. This album was sandwiched between permanent vacation and get a grip. And again, put Aerosmith back in the limelight and cemented them as one of the elite live acts and album sellers of the 90s. Not enough could be said of the individuals. The talents in this group is whether you talk about Joey Kramer on drums, Tom Hamilton on bass, Brad Whitford, or Joe Perry on guitar. I know, Steven Tyler too. You need all five of these guys to be Aerosmith. This is part of the soundtrack for my adolescence adulthood for the Duke boy and has a lot of memories and stories connected to this. Big Ed, on the other hand, gives this 3.8 Montecitos and just shy of four, not too shabby. You need music like this along with a few pictures of Killian's. How else would you borrow and cruise a 68 Mercedes cargo truck through Hillsborough County at three in the morning? I'm Big Ed, listen and enjoy. <clears throat> Pretty iconic album. Great. Yeah, artwork. just the cover yes. alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a great album. It's. It rocks. It, it, you can't it's, dispute it. It, it. It's it. It's a soundtrack for a certain age of me. Yeah, I listened to that album. Agreed. So oh. much when that came out, um, I loved it. Uh, you know, I mean, and like you said, like, a, you know, the permanent vacation came out, but this one was them kind of closer to their original roots. Um, right. The roots so that made Aerosmith I, I think awesome. the, th the three albums that I said earlier, permanent vacation, pump and get a grip. Yeah. Really cemented them back as, you know, what they were in the 70s in their heyday, almost 20 years later, which is unheard of. They came out of obscurity. They were everyone thought they were washed up. They were just just junkies. And they fucking came back with a vengeance and they had the right people behind them. Well, I mean, you know, if you look at it, uh, there aren't many bands that have done uh, a turnaround like that before. Usually once no. you're done, you're done. Yeah. I mean, and not only did they come back, they gained a whole new audience on top of it. Another generation. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive all on its own. Yeah. I mean, look, I saw them in 94, 93 when I, on the Get a Grip tour, and I've never seen anybody rock the way they did. Steven Tyler is in his 40s. I mean, he's an old man now, but he was still being able to do backflips. How nail, old is he? And, now? and sing, uh, I'm going to say 71, 72. No. If he's I not saw him like 68. 10 years ago. Uh, I haven't seen him since 05, 06, somewhere around there. It's been some time. And it was still amazing. It was just a short show. It was a weird billing. It was Kiss and Aerosmith on Long Island out at the uh, the Hill Figure, you know, the uh, Jones Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they got some fucking noise abatement out there. And if you go out there, there's nothing out there. I mean, it's. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't want to wake up the snails or the, you know, because it's on the water, the, you know, that marshy. I don't know. 
so the the venue, you know, they each played like close, not even ninety minutes, and by ten thirty, like you know, lights out. I saw them once. Uh, forget a grip, and I want to say Brother Kane opened for them, and um, I don't think I, I saw the opening act and on then, that tour. They were great. Yeah, they were they were really good, and I saw them on Nine Lives, and I don't remember oh. who opened on Nine Lives. I didn't see them then. Nine Lives that was like two thousand. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that was like ninety eight. Yeah. Um. You know, because Get a Grip would have been around ninety four. Um. Yeah. That's that's kind of when I saw them. So you know, back when they were you know Get a Grip revived and I think Get a Grip was ninety three, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. No, you're hitting it. Well, ninety eight would have been uh, like nine lives. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, then I think the the following album was uh, just push play, and you know, I think uh, I didn't yeah, see him that tour. Sweet, sweet Melissa, if you at the yeah. opening, there was like about a thousand dollars the tickets are going for right now. Who for Aerosmith? Yes, Get Melissa. Yeah, oh, shit. yeah, I know. Some fucking cocksuckers. That's where they start. They definitely go up. Yeah, Aerosmith take a start at a thousand. Yeah, eight seventy five to be exact. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little disappointing. Hopefully that will change. Um, you know, I think the scalpers are just really putting screws to everybody. It, it hurts music. I, you know, I, it, hurts, I agree. it hurts art. You know, I well, it, it it takes it out of the reach of the average guy and the average gal you know if you're you know if you're a working class person that nobody's gonna spend 875 per ticket no forget i was so inclined i'd hang outside the venue and wait till the band starts playing uh what how much you want for that ticket yeah yeah so i could just go to the bar you know what i mean it's no big well i i know a guy he lives off the ohio river and he takes his boat out when there's a big show in Cincinnati and they, they play it like in whatever that Paul Brown stadium or whatever they call it, yeah. uh, where the Bengals play, they do uh-huh. a lot of music there. He's like, yeah, I could hear it fine on my boat. That's kind of cool. So he just goes out, he just drops anchor. Uh, his wife will, you know, whatever you call it, captain the boat back. Cause he's going to have a cup of cocktails. Couple. Yep. And, um, you know, he listens to some music. He's like, Oh, that's a great show. <laughs> That's, awesome. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. That's mm. pretty good. Mm. That's using the old noggin. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, I guess you could do that here in Tampa. You just uh, jump into a binjo ditch and uh, just <laughs> uh, just listen to the music <laughs> there. You know, when I was looking at the tickets, there was a thing that said something about virtual commemorative ticket included with all or something virtual. Okay. A virtual (laughs) commemorative ticket. That'll never last. It's not (laughs) such shit. I have a hard drive with pictures that I can't retrieve because, uh, well, because they're digital. Right. And, And that was only like from like 10 years ago. Now, but the thing is, that when, when I read yeah, it's that, not gonna last. when I read that and I saw that it said virtual, in my mind, I thought it was like a virtual concert ticket. Like, why the fuck 
excuse my French, mm. they should sell. We those. say those words here. You know what I mean though? Like stream that shit and charge me 30 bucks. Didn't they do that like five, 10 years ago, a couple of shows, weren't they? Not, not COVID, but before that, I feel like it was tried and maybe it didn't make enough money or something. It costs really nothing to stream it. <laughs> Just point the camera. Right. They could make some money, but they're greedy. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping uh, Subway uh, dials in. He said he was going to stand by and. Yeah, What's he, the status on Subway? I heard it's. He, a, he, he said he was gonna. He was gonna call in. Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, Hi, Subway. Oh, Subway. <laughs> All right. So I heard you have uh, some some uh, really tough list for us this week. Wait, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, um, hold on. I'm gonna give you the lead in. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Five, four, three, two, one. We have Subway's list. All right, Subway, what's the list this week? Here we go. It is the 10 best 80s movies of all time. And this article oh. is brought to you by the Mary. This article is brought to you by the Mary Sue.com. All right. See that th this can be this anyway. is this is a tough one, and, and here like this should be in our wheelhouse because we grew up in the eighties. Correct. I already got some ideas. I'm ready. Oh man! All right, all right. Melissa, uh, you're ready? So, okay. It, it does uh, sweet right. Melissa should probably lead off first? I don't correct? have a good memory, so when I'm ready, I'm ready. Breakfast right. Club. Oh wow! Good, good, good call. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is number five. Wow! Jesus All right, okay. that's so you know what kind of. Uh... One. I'm ready for my next round. Don't steal it. All right, Subway. Who goes next? Uh, let's have Big Mike go next. Mm. Um, Transformers the movie. Mm, I love it. Uh, Transformers the movies uh, is not on the list. You know yeah. how you can tell when it's not going to be on. He fucking gives it away. He starts laughing. <laughs> It's not on the list. We're, we're, we were talking about that at work the other yeah. day. I, I, I've never, I've never Press heard of the movie. Anything. Great movie. <laughs> Play Cooter. Great soundtrack. <laughs> who's he, Roscoe? Wait, who's this laughing? Yeah, whoever. Hooters. I think that was Flash. Uh, hey, Big Ed, why don't you... Uh, That's not me. I'm right here. Go next. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ooh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is number seven. Wow. This right. is a tough list, man. That's right. a pretty solid film. All right. Uh, Subway, I have one coming from our message board from our good friend oh, J-Lo. Don't steal mine, J-Lo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. That's got to be right in the middle somewhere. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ra on. Good job, J-Lo. It is number two. Yeah. Wow. Ah. All right. I believe it's, you know, you have to, you know what? I, I, I see where they're going with this. All right. I, I, I have I, one. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I'm I got two pretty good all ones. All right. Listen, I'm, I'm just thinking. 
It's one of the best sequels ever made. Now, you're not going to think about it. It it happened in 1980. And it had one of the best swerves in the storytelling. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Wow, good choice. Yeah. It's a great movie. Good good job, Casey. Good job, Casey. It's number one. Wait, what number? Number what? Number one. Oh, oh, good job! Do, 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 do. Huh? I mean, it's not that surprising. Like, it is one of the best sequels of all time, and, and it's just, it's, it's just, it's amazing. My favorite Star Wars movie of all time. It's, it's a good one. They've been trying to live up to it ever since. Yeah. Twenty movies counting. Still it's can't a lot live of up movies. to it. Okay, so where's this go? Back to Melissa or me? No, no, it goes to Sweet Melissa. Melissa. Oh, Sweet uh, Melissa. Goonies. Oh, good choice. Oh, that that's a good choice. The Goonies, the Goonies are not on the list. Wow. Oh, okay. No Goonies. Don't like it. All right, you ready for this one? Goonies never give up. Uh, that's ridiculous. Sixteen Candles. Oh, I was. Thinking Ooh, that's that. a good one. Just anything with Molly Ringwald. Um, uh, 16 Candles are not on the list. Come on. Oh, my gosh. No 16 Candles. This 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 next movie will legitimize this list. Uh, let's see. Okay. <laughs> Fast Times at Richmond High. Oh, there yeah, you go. That's a good yeah, one. good film. Jill's got another good one. Not on the list. Oh, wow. That's a bullshit move I that is a bullshit. I, yeah. I know i freaking love i love sean penn i like chris penn i like a cross oh yeah chris penn do. I, I, you know i just crisscross to make it look alike um oh i i guess uh all right so i i guess uh j-lo had another one there um et Gotta be on the list. That's eighty-two, e. also, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Et is on the list. He mm. Et's number three. You know, when nice. we saw, okay. I get a quick story. Et, we oh, bring okay. we bring in like about I don't know, a case of beer and like uh, baby dies purse and Sue Cosmo's purse. <laughs> and why would why wouldn't you? So we're drinking beers and somebody knocks one over the empty one and it just starts rolling. You can hear it rolling, rolling all the way down underneath all the seats until it gets to the front of the theater. It hits the thing, does kind of like a little spin act to finish. Off. <laughs> oh yeah, you the We left the ET fucking smash. Uh, anyway, all right, um, that's a great, great pick. Yes, um, I'm gonna go with wait, Ghostbusters. Ah. Uh, Ghostbusters oh. is on the list. They're number that, nine. It is, right? That was the highest grossing movie that year when it was out. What? We're, we're, we're doing, right? yeah. I mean, we're, not bad. we're doing pretty good. Melissa. All right, let's go one more round. Let's see if we can wrap it up. Oh, you make me nervous when you say that. Two more. I have to be prepared. Because I don't know. Mine's, I think it should be there. Three men and a baby. No, I get one more then. There's so many. There's so no many if you think about it. Baby. 1980. What about Cadillac? Oh, yeah. 
Your 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 Caddyshack is not on the list. Wow. All right, I got one for you. Oh, I got one more. You ready? What? No, no, hold on, hold on. We get. No, I'm saying after we go through one. Return of the Jedi. Yes. Return of the Jedi is not on the list. What? I just can't. I can't win tonight. All right. Um, Return of the. Well, you know what hurt it? Uh, The Ewoks. The Ewoks were cool. You don't like Ewoks? Were you prejudiced against Ewoks? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to get into it into about many Wookies. Do you, okay, do you right not now. like midgets? I just don't like many Wookies. I did it all. Not, for not the a big Wookie. fan. Oh, all right. J Lo's got one. This is, has to be on the list. Back to the Future. No, it has to be. I'm surprised you guys have not said it. Back to the Future is number four. J Lo is doing pretty good. He's got number two, number three, and four. Not. He's got number two, yeah. number three, and four. He's, he's like bad for cleanup. Um, he's doing what Aaron Judge can. Oh. Huh? All right, all right, all right. That um, was right in the pills. <laughs> That's what you call a pill shot. All right, so um, if I was going to say, well, I'm trying to bookend the decade. I'm trying to think. I think this was 1989. Um, uh, I'm going to go with big cause this, this ah. changed, this changed Tom Hanks career. Everyone watched this movie. So good. I got a great one. I got a great one. I got a couple. It's big ones. on the list. Uh, big is not on the list. Wow. wow. Right. Damn. Mm. All right. Uh, All right, how many, how many, how many rounds left? Are we, we got doing? this is the last one, Melissa. Yeah, we've got one more, and we'll uh, we'll count it out. All right. All right, I'm gonna go with not the one that I personally like more out of the two I was thinking, but one that I think might be on the list, maybe more. When Harry met Sally. I think that was around that. Um, hmm. I looked it up. Eighty-nine. I was oh. going to say, I thought it was like 90, but yeah. That's uh, could you a... repeat that? When Harry met Sally. Subway, your, your mic's aware. breaking up could again. Could you repeat that? Your mic's breaking up again. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Can you hear me now? I can. So, when okay. Harry met Sally. Oh, when Harry met no. Sally? It's not on the list. Mm. It's probably not even considered an eighties movie. Right. You know the the beginning of rom coms. That's that's the movie, the first rom com. Here's the movie I have. This is on the Mike Sika top ten eighties movies list. Mm. I know it's not going to be on this list. Guarantee you, it's not on this list. But I'm throwing it out there because I'm going to make sure to get nothing on the list tonight. Okay, <laughs> the Golden Child. Oh, <laughs> I want the 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 the, the, the nine. That's <laughs> an awesome uh, movie, dude. Big, the Golden Big Child. Is, Big Mike is right. Oh, the Golden Child is not on the list. Princess Bride. Which is Wait, hold on, hold on. Listen, the Golden Child, underrated film. I think that's a great Eddie Mar- Eddie Murphy. Film. Underrated, hilarious. I, th- I I think one of his better early comedies. All right. Uh, Great movie. 
That's what again. my blue heaven would be for uh, Steve Martin. Uh, Scarface. Yes. yes. Oh, that's Scarface. a good one. Scarface. Uh, not on the list. Mm. It's probably written and, uh, by a four-year-old this far. All right. Uh, I'm going to give J-Lo put in The Lost Boys. Yeah, I was. that was tossed. That was probably like the logical choice for this list if you hear the movies. The Lost yep. Boys are not on the list, but I, I, I will say this. The Lost Boys is an amazing movie. Yeah, vac- yeah J-Lo's right. I, I had that too, Vacation, any of them. Um, all right, I'll, I'll throw on one list. last one out. We'll run it down. Wait, um, wait, before we run it down, can I just throw out a bunch to see if they're there? No, 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 no. Not no. for points. No, no, no. no. That, that's what we're going to no. just... What? No. That's not how it works. Well, I'm just going to help you. No, no, no. No, no. no Hold on. that's not how it works. Can I just say that's seven movies that I know, please? Yeah, can I just name a bunch yeah. of movies from yeah. the 60s, too? Instead of throwing I mean, darts, I'm going to throw like, you know, no, darts is like one at a time. Everybody no, picks I just a have a bunch in my head. Um, so right, I get so a Gatling gun. Pop, 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 pop. All right. How about um, a little bit more serious movie, but it was a won some Academy Award uh, platoon. Ooh. Oh, yeah. See? That was like 87, platoon, 86. Platoon is not on the list. Ah. Um, All right. So Subway, let's let's run it down. Number ten. I have all these things. Uh, number ten. I'm. I mean, I'm surprised you guys have not said this. Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not, not a top ten movie. That's why. Yeah. There's reasons for this. Number eight. Uh, a cult classic, The Shining. Uh, yeah. yeah oh, a cult. You just right. said a cult classic. Cult classic usually aren't like top ten. Yeah. Well, they're the opposite eight? of pop. You know what I mean. And yeah. number that's six. Like, that's like we love to listen to Adam Hart Mother, and we're like, eh, that's All right. Popular. I'll give you a hint on number six. Uh, is this a Christmas movie? Uh, oh, Die Hard. Oh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. How's Pee Wee's Big Adventure not on? I bet, I bet Footloose made the list. No. Yeah. Die Hard. No, but the uh, porn uh, variation. Yeah. Dick loose. Oh. Dick loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Dick loose. Uh, Anybody How's no one made that movie yet? That's a great Pee-wee idea. Princess Bride, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That's Beetlejuice. No, there's only they only made one of them. Oh shit. That's the the, the trilogy <laughs> one is Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That's what the world's been doing wrong. Oh boy. It could have been Top Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun. All right, all right, Top look, Gun, Top Gun, Top Gun. This is a little bit more realistic list. Than I the, think so. Um, than last week's list, pretty or close. The, all right, all right. Here, here's a funny. I thing. I like that Abomination rock and roll list. Hey girl. All right, there was uh, someone on Twitter talking about the ChatGPT and the wrestlers list that we carried covered three weeks ago. I'm like, just thinking, I'm like, all right, we already covered that. That's old news, dude. Old hat. Old hat. Old hat. WBCS has already blown past it. Yes. Wait, huh? Yeah. Well, remember we were talking about the top 10 wrestlers and it was AI? Yeah. Well, someone brought that up in uh, Twitter. Oh, and, you know, I We see. were recovered. Ah. All right, go ahead. You heard it old, first, old news. Though. Old news, man. Yeah. Old, it's not fake. Are... It's old. Um, okay. <laughs> if you want to clown the person that made it, uh, his name is Jack Doyle. Oh, a Doyle rules. Oh, yeah, Doyle rules. Yes. 
I see uh, J Lo's kind of standing by. I'm I'm dying to hear what he's got to say. Oh, I'm cool with a lot of it. I just I'm amazed though that Blade Runner made that thing. That's incredible. I love Harrison Ford, but my gosh, that was yeah. That I, I agree. It was hey, Blade Runner makes it, and Golden Child doesn't. Come on, Scarface. I've never watched Blade Runner, so first off, I would put regarding Henry over Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody just foot, Scarface. Footloose. Scarface is a great, yeah, and Footloose. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I, I would put the movie Used Cars over. Oh Blade gosh, Runner. yeah, but Used Cars. <laughs> see, that that's more of a cult classic. Like, I get it. That was a good movie too. License to Drive. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, anything with the Corey twins. Yeah, that's the whole. They they could have been a whole top ten. Yeah, list right there. I mean, that time I took Mercedes to Pound Town. Oh my god, classic. And then and then and then the ultimate Karen said, "Wake up! You're gonna be late. Get up! Get up!" And then <laughs> and then, and then uh, the Rays took the Yankees to Pound Town. <laughs> yeah, uh, not tonight. Uh, oh no! I kept meaning to look, and then I forgot. Not tonight. You guys got crapped on by Anthony Volpe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How many games behind are they though? Um, that's a good eight. question. I know you guys are like losing your lead to the Orioles, so that I'll say that. Hey, the Orioles, Orioles are gonna be tough, man. They oh, listen. That's a team not to sleep on. If they get ahead, that bullpen's nasty. Oh yeah, underrated. They had a guy throwing stuff the other night. I couldn't even figure figure out the physics. I'm like, I don't, I don't think baseball moves supposed to move that way. If the Yankees were in the Central, they'd be tied for first. Yeah. They need to get their shit together. If hey, I was hey, a millionaire, I'd have a million dollars. Hey, Big Ed, if the Yankees were an ice cream, what kind of ice cream would they be? Prelims and dick. Why? <laughs> Why do you ask such questions? Let me throw this out there. If my aunt had a dick, would she be my uncle? (laughs) (laughs) How'd that come up? Just saying. Uh, I get it. Big Mike coming across the exit didn't even bother using the road. We got about a minute and fifty-three seconds left on this New York Knicks Miami Heat game, and New York Knicks have to win it. If they don't, they're out. Uh-oh. Yeah, they went down to the wire the other night. Yep, same here. Minute and forty-eight seconds, and they're down by six. Uh, the the NBA playoffs have been uh, pretty pretty fun so far. Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed the I heck mean, out of it. Hey, I I'm still. Taking the Nuggets all the way. I'm saying the Nuggets are going all the way this year and looks like they are. Yeah. That's only because you like chicken nuggets. <laughs> well who doesn't no, like chicken nuggets? <laughs> these are supposed to be golden nuggets. You can't eat these, Subway. I, I keep trying to tell you this. Yeah, you I know that. Type of nuggets. You can't just dip it in a sauce and just enjoy it. Sauce. Kind of like the Sixers blue game six. Yeah, that was incredible. Now we got a Sunday Mother's Day game with Boston in Boston. So, yeah. Oh boy. Imagine if uh, LeBron blows a three. I'm, I'm going to say it again. LeBron is is on the verge of blowing a three one lead again. Yeah, that'll wow. be the what? Uh, one two three. 
fourth, third, fourth. That's the well, they have a game tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. it's coming on. That's next. next. Yeah. yeah, Anthony Davis is out Ooh. of the wheelchair. I think. Oh, yeah, Anthony Davis, he's hurt. That's yep. a shocker. That's yep, they put him in a wheelchair, Mr. Glass. What's that movie with uh, yeah, about the yeah, glass? Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. You know, Anthony Davis had so much promise coming out of college. I'm like, this guy's going to absolutely dominate the NBA. And he's just, uh, he's just hurt. He's hurt all the time. I mean, he, no, he's, he's going to go down as like a top 50 player of all time, but like he could have been like a top 30 if he didn't, if he didn't have like glass knees. He's got like Bill Walton knees. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I Yikes. thought you guys were saying he was taking it. Oh, no, Jerry no, Cooney had glass knees and a glass jaw. <laughs> he sure did. And he was still the great white hope somehow. You know what? That guy could fucking hit. But he couldn't take a hit. Uh, G- George Foreman actually said that was the hardest he's ever been hit before. Was fighting him. I'm telling you, he, he there's a reason why he made it that far. He just uh, through Foreman. He was when the second time around, he was a fucking beast, just like he was when he first came out. I mean, he you know you th- he had like a pile driver. If he hit you with that fucking roundhouse, forget about it. Yeah. Well, they got a movie on him coming out. It should be that looks really good. Yeah, I You're think right, I want to see that. that. Well, that and the Burt Kreischer. Do movie. you think? Do you think the uh, in the George Foreman movie there's any reference to the George Foreman grill? I hope so. I've been thinking that the whole time. I mean, that was a big part of his career. <laughs> there was. Hey, it's, a lot of infomercials. It's a big part of my dinner repertoire. Yeah. Every Monday night, you can I make hamburgers with it. I, I make hamburgers every Monday night. You can you can make pork chops. <laughs> I thought I watched the fat drip off. Way. It drips off, and you got the handy tray to collect it. Look, if you let that thing heat up for fifteen minutes, close, and then you threw a strip on there, you would get some good grill marks on it. Yep. And how many people got an appliance named after them? Frigidaire, I don't know, Maytag, somebody. Yeah. I thought that Foreman was his middle name and Grill was his last name. Uh, no. George Rice. Right. Yeah, they Good call thing. him Gigi. <laughs> well, you know, here's she's sa- cute looking. Yeah, that that's her saving grace. Mm-hmm. That's saving grace. Hey, you know he named his kids. There's like George Jr., George they're, they're the First. They're all George. They're all George. And then the girls are like Georgina. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's a name How for that. I think it's a Because he didn't want to have one kid with his name and another not. And that child feels slighted. I'd actually be okay with being named something uh, other than can George. Can you call me, uh, yeah. Uh, can you call me, like, Frederick? Ralph? <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish my brother George was here. Yeah, uh, uh, was that Lenny? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> Lenny. Bugs Bunny. Mice <laughs> uh, and men. Mice and men. Yeah. Lenny. George is not moving anymore. <laughs> he fucking crushed the mouse. And, and who knew this? His neck is this... bent backwards. Oh God. He's cross-eyed. <laughs> oh boy! 
I had to read that book in school, and I, really I did liked too. It. I liked it. It was a good book. I thought it was, out of all the shitty books we had to read in school, John, John Steinbeck. I enjoyed oh, yeah. that one the most. Yeah, John Steinbeck was one hellacious. That's OG right there. He was good. Yeah, that's yeah. It. He definitely. He's a very economical writer, and I mean, he wrote about some real <laughs> crazy shit, man. He like wrote, Lenny. Yeah. He wrote easier reads for people like. Yeah, Steinbeck. easy reads. <laughs> Maybe that's our publishing company. Easy reads. Easy reads. Hey, I'll find hey. <laughs> here you go. Hey, do you find yourself struggling through reading books? Any kind of book. That's okay. We have your solution here at Easy Reads. <laughs> and, and listen, if you buy one of our books, one in 10 books is a pop up book. And if you're lucky, it'll have some wee-wee peeing on the little kid. You get one of our special editions, the Big Ed edition. <laughs> the big, hey. Re-illustrated by Big Ed and Big Mike. Oh, and, and every third book comes with a sticker of Petey and repeating. Wow. I almost repeat. got another repeaty today. I was like, oh, okay. oh. So, that, that, that's Tree Petey. Tree Petey. Yeah, we'll call him Trip. Oh boy! I have this. You know what? I have this little. I think I'll. I might get this other. I have a Mexican miniature red crab. I mean, a lobster. It's in the other tank. Wait, wait. How the fuck do you know it's Mexican? Because like, <laughs> hey, it's hey, it had a it had a sombrero on it. That's why. Got like a little shirt and all these top buttons buttoned. Yep, but do you know what? Do you know what? Back. Casey, listen to this thing. This thing has. I I had a uh, the costumes die in the cave. Hey, this thing is single-handedly eaten. That thing is gone. It took every bit He's of three months. He's he's full grown. Well, it's Mexican because they told me it was Mexican. It looks like a little. It looks like a. It's about an inch and a half long. It looks like a a a, a Maine lobster. He's a cooked Maine lobster. He's riding around. He's riding around like an Apollo with hydraulics. Hit the switches. Okay, Vado. Do you know he is he is cleaned inside that cave? Oh yeah. He cleaned up on that Picostas. He's been making tacos for about three months now. He's in you know industrious. Having plico. He's having plico tacos. <laughs> that oh, thing boy. is almost that thing is down the carcass. Oh, God. I didn't know what to do. I didn't feel like clean. I'm just like tank. I haven't done nothing that I think and there's the lake fish. Don't worry about the wild deliver, are you? <laughs> yeah, he's been cleaning the tank, man. <laughs> he's the cleaner. I love to clean the tank. <laughs> clean the tank is what I do, man. Yeah, I, I'm I from Mexico. I, I get it. That's your Mexican Ian accent. Gonzalez, was he just high? He's high. No, man, he's my friend. As <laughs> <laughs> Lobo Gonzalez, too. <laughs> They're nice guys. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think we said it all. I do, too. <laughs> We had so much fun with Thank you, everyone. J-Lo, thanks for calling in. Subway, great list. 
Led Zeppelin physical graffiti. Didn't make the list. I'm going to show you why it should. Later. Pizza sunny side up. Greasy side down. Peace.